Three, four weeks here since uh, we've had here on the Mid Park Podcast. This is a Mid Park music episode here. Uh, my name is Kevin Vargo. I'm the host of the Mid Park Podcast, founder of Mid Park Multimedia. Welcome on in. Like I said, uh, for those of you who, uh, of course, have been here all along, who uh, might be joining in for the very first time, um, today we are going to be diving into, that's right, Dave Matthews and uh, specifically the song Bartender. Um, and of course, going to be rattling off here my uh, top 10 Dave Matthews Band songs as well, uh, which some of you may have already caught on the website. I, uh, I went through them uh, briefly. I think this was uh, maybe two, three months ago already at this point, but um, they are up there. Uh, but I'm going to just go through a little bit of them and, and I guess kind of what each one means to me or why it's there. Um, and, and yeah, um, we'll get into, get into all that here in, in just a couple minutes few things to go over obviously like i said since it's been a few weeks uh just in terms of mid park and the brand um so first and foremost obviously this is the first episode i have had since uh, announcing the march for meals fundraiser um something i'm super proud of super um excited for um and just um yeah ready ready to see how it goes here so um Long story short, there are, you know, details, lots of details on, on midpark.com, uh, but uh, I am running a fundraiser in which I have handwritten 50 um, poems, and they are on nice cardstock. I've gone ahead and burnt the edges and, and kind of made each of them unique and um, have them framed uh, in a black frame, um, handwritten all of them, like I said, um, numbered all of them as well. They're all unique, never-before-seen poems, uh, and they are about uh, five different specific themes. Those five specific themes are the city of Chicago, northeast of northeast Ohio, uh, Nashville. Those are the three places I've lived, uh, and then uh, music and general lifestyle. So some for everybody, um, but those will, those will be available next week uh, on March 1st, and ultimately what the fundraiser is, uh, 30% of all of the proceeds uh, are going to... Uh, and that includes any just simple donations as well, meaning like you don't have to necessarily buy a poem uh, if you don't have the funds. I totally, totally understand that. If you don't need a poem, don't want a poem, I understand. If you're just wanting to help out, if you're wanting to help, uh, again, the, the idea being, uh, A, you're helping this independent platform grow. Um, you know, we are about nine months in here and, and really, really trying to expand and, and uh, just want to take this thing as far as I can go. I mean, this is my, you know, trying to make my dreams come true and uh, bring a whole team along of people along with it. But um, that, of course, and 30% uh, of all proceeds going to food banks in those three cities that I mentioned, uh, Nashville uh, or Northeast Ohio, um, which isn't a city, but uh, of course the area there, uh, and Chicago here where I'm at now. Um, so that's that. Uh, like I said, a lot of more information uh, on, on midpark.com um, and, and super excited for that. Uh, I have already had eight people uh, reserve a spot to get a, a, a first crack at the poems. It'll be available actually tomorrow if you early reserve. Uh, so eight people have already done so. So uh, at the very most, we'll have 42 available to the public uh, next week. But 
we'll see if anybody else pre-reserves but either either way uh, i'm super excited for it so um also looking for bloggers if you yourself are a writer if you know anybody is a writer uh that, that enjoys doing so i'll be honest i'm not uh you know i'm not looking for just anybody um and I don't mean that in the sense of writing skills. There's a lot of things that goes into that, um, you know, trustworthiness, having a great relationship with people. I really want to build like a team, something, somebody that just wants to come along for a ride uh, and, and, and just, you know, connect with, with different things. And um, yeah, if you are somebody that is, that is you know, into writing and, and, and um, has a passion, literally anything, I'm very open with whatever you would want to write about. Um, I mean, I, I, like I said, I can't, I can't really restrict it because I'm, I'm just as open as can be to hearing what it, it would be. Uh, but if you know anybody, let me know. Uh, please reach out via DM uh, on social media, of course, uh, via email, midpark.multimedia.gmail.com. Uh, all of that is on the contact uh, as well on the contact, contact page on midpark.com. Um, and that God always, of course, mentioned that that is an unpaid thing right now. Uh, I'm not paid myself uh, for anything that, that we're doing necessarily here other than donations and, and things like that, uh, that, that, um, you know, are starting to come in with the March for Meals, but by no means, uh, you know, making a living or anything like that whatsoever. So, um, that is an unpaid thing. So with that, I understand that, you know, that, that should be a, uh, third, fourth, fifth, sixth priority, you know, of course, behind family work, things like that. So, um, flexible, understand, um, you know, just, just really you know, hoping to build on the mission here. We have eight writers and I'm hoping to double that fucking number by May 2nd. Uh, so that, that would be tight if we could get to that. Um, got an article on midpark.com, uh, of some various ways that you can help the people, uh, in Texas. Um, you know, I know I, I, I bring up a lot of, uh, donation, uh, lately that, that word. So, and I know that it's a hard time for a lot of people. So obviously if you can, uh, great. If you can't I understand, um, you know, if, even if you've got time or if you know people in Texas, even just checking on them, I mean, that, you know, little things matter guys. It's not always just money. Um, you know, I have a, I have a friend that, that, uh, um, is from the Houston area. Uh, I texted them over the weekend just to make sure that, you know, their hope for their family was okay. And, um, just little things like that. And by no means, am I like, you know, sending my virtue out here and trying to say, I'm, you know, I'm, like, I'm a great guy and this and that. I'm just telling you, it doesn't take much to fucking text somebody and, you know, ask how they're doing. Um, but a lot of ways that you can help there, um, you know, from food banks to animal shelters to uh, uh, the one really unfortunate situation I saw that, that just breaks my heart, uh, a domestic violence shelter. Uh, and I think it was a sexual violence shelter as well. Um, they experienced some, some pipes burst and, and it was a pretty quick thing. And, uh, the ceiling started to come in, uh, on the clothes of, of a lot of the residents that were there. And, you know, some of those women come in with nothing. Um, and, and you know, it's, it's just ah, it's devastating to think about, you know, like I said, coming in with nothing is oftentimes with their kids. Um, so yeah, there, you know, like I said, a few different ways you can help out there. And, and if you don't know what I'm talking about with Texas, uh, perhaps you've been living under a rock. Um, <laughs> but over the last week, um, it's really been just wild to see. And, and uh, you know, I got to give a little perspective. Like I said, I lived in Nashville. Um, so that's the South. It's not Texas. Um, I think Nashville is a little more, more equipped for the snow. Um, not much, but a little. Uh, but it's just the people, people, the, the infrastructure, the, the, 
entire culture is not designed uh, and built for for the cold. Uh, and then when you when you mix that with uh, decision making, uh, let's just say political decision making. I know this is a music episode, and I'm gonna, I don't want to start rambling here, but uh, that is very poor and greedy. This is what uh, unfortunately is the result. Um, so it has been quite a a situation. I think since last Sunday, I want to say was the very first. Uh, Sunday or Monday was the very first night it was below freezing. Then they got, I want to like two, three inches of snow across the state in many parts. And that's a hell of a lot of snow, uh, in Texas. Um, you know, as far South as San Antonio, I, I was seeing videos on, on social media. Um, I, I, I can't tell you how many videos on social media I have seen uh, on Twitter. If you just search like the keywords, my house, Texas, um, just so many people putting videos up of, of pipes in the ceiling bursting in the walls, spraying out, you know, like, like fucking fire hoses. It's incredible. Um, in, in all the worst ways. Um, so that's what, what happened in Texas and what's still going on and going to be a whirlwind of, of, of hurt, uh, to recover from. But, um, we, we will, uh, you know, together as, as, uh, Every state, every city, every place always does when, when things like this always happen. So um, speaking of things happening in different places yesterday, I don't know if you saw as well uh, in Colorado, uh, right over uh, or right outside of Denver, uh, over Broomfield, Colorado, a airplane carrying, I don't know what the exact number was. I'd have to look again, but damn near 250 people, uh, give or take some uh it's right engine blew over. It had just taken off. I mean, looking at the, I looked at the map over top. It couldn't have been in air for maybe five or 10 minutes. Um, and the dang right engine blew. There's videos of it. There, there's video from on the plane, from on the ground. Um, and the shrapnel and the, the uh, debris from the brief explosion in the engine there rained down on the city or on the town below remarkably nobody hurt uh the plane was able to turn around go back to the denver airport landed safely uh a huge huge credit to that pilot i I came unprepared here i should know that man's name or that man or woman's name uh because man that is you know really i can't imagine um but you know whomever that was um is deserves some credit that's for damn sure that's that's like uh what what was the dude's name sully i think from from the hudson river one um i mean you know to to land things like that um you know you of course you practice and it's not like i'm a pilot by any means and you know i'm just sitting here acting like i know this uh, i just from, from listening to interviews and whatnot uh but you know it seems like pilots practice for these things but of course you know, you never actually anticipate you're going to be the one in the situation that is having to land a plane uh, from thousands of feet in the air with over 200 people's lives in your hands while you are now only on one engine uh, instead of two. Got to be wild, uh, but he did it, land safely. None of the debris hit the people below, so um, that is very good uh, ultimately, but going to be interesting to see why that happened. 
Uh, what else we got uh, next ooh, this week? Actually, this will be Saturday coming up. Saturday the twenty seventh. Uh, yes, uh, I have Miss Alejandra Estefania coming on the podcast. She is a Latina based artist uh, in or a, Lat- a Miami based Latina artist in uh, in Miami. Jeez, I'm chopping that up. Um, it's funny I didn't chop up her name, and then I chopped up what the the, the introduction of what she is. Um, but really, really, um, just genuine, cool person, artist. Um, so I followed her on Instagram maybe three, four years ago, I think. Listen, and this was like right at the time where. Uh, she herself was emerging as an artist and kind of starting her own uh, business, quote unquote. Um, you know, I, I, it's different for artists. It's almost like, a, you know, it's, a, it's an entire journey. You know, it's not just like you boom, you pop on, you have a business, um, you know, but she was kind of starting that and really emerging at that time. And I myself was just beginning to kind of break into uh, my artistic side, which has a lot to do with Dave Matthews, which we're going to get to here. Um and yeah, I just from afar watched. I, I yeah, I followed a bunch of people via uh, poetry related hashtags at that time. You know, just that, that did different art, and she was one of them. And I just over time from from afar, we've never met in person. Um, watched her kind of grow. Uh, you know, she has now over twenty thousand followers on Instagram. She has uh, partnerships with Nike, uh, Carnival Miami. Uh, it's really, really, really impressive. Her, her, um, list of, uh, I don't know what you would call those, not qualifications, uh, achievements, successes that she's got already, uh, at such a young age and her, her art is beautiful. And, and, uh, it, it's, um, it's all, it's omnipark.com there, uh, in the sense of, you know, the information that, um, for, to her website, to her social medias as well, but that's going to be this Saturday, February 27th at uh, noon central time. Be sure to check that out. Um, she'll be talking all about her, you know, come up, what inspires her, uh, moving here with her mother at the, at the age of four to the United States, all that good stuff. Um, that is really it. Um, we got fucking pounded with snow in Chicago, uh, over the last, you know, I know we were talking about Texas there, little different here. Uh, we got about two feet, um, on the ground at one point, uh, I think it was last weekend, right? Yeah. Well, there was already a foot on the ground and it snowed a foot uh, overnight. So there was two feet on the ground when I woke up one morning and I grew, I grew up in the Midwest in Ohio in Northeast Ohio, um, moved to Nashville for almost four years and now I'm back in Chicago. Uh, I think that's the most snow I've ever seen on the ground at once. That was a shit ton of snow, man. A, a good, a good chunk of it has melted. Probably a foot of it back has melted, um, but still a long way to go. And it's of course, supposed to snow again later today um but that's that's it that's your let's let's get on to the main topic today of course uh again the song bartender by dave matthews uh dave matthews band um and uh the dave matthews top 10 let's start with the top 10 why don't we uh like i said it's kind of already out there anyways on midpark.com so uh we can start there and uh, we'll, we'll then we'll work our way into bartender um so I, you know, I just mentioned that, that Dave kind of had a big place in, in my artistic breakout. Um, there are five or 10 musicians I would put into that category right there. Uh, three of them I've already covered in these mid park music podcasts with Bruce Springsteen, John Mayer and Eric church. Um, 
and Dave Matthews here comes in as well, um, all for their their lyrical, you know, w- what they say, of course, in their songs, you know, their songwriting talent, um, you know, the, the musical styles are all different, but songwriting ultimately all comes down to the same thing of being able to put together song and thought and, and making people feel things. Um, and, and those four artists right there alone, and of course, Florence Welch is another for me that is a massive, massive one. Uh, so those five, um, you know, in particular, play quite a big role in that time where, uh, you know, I, I was in my early to mid 20s trying to find my way out, you know, of, of or figure my way through life. And, and um, you know, when music moved from merely, you know, something I enjoyed quite a bit to something that, that genuinely, you know, to this point uh, is pretty well my religion. And I know I, I always have to follow that up with the, you know, I know that's really corny to say because it is. Uh, but it's the truest damn thing ever. I mean, I, I genuinely, I don't, I don't believe in uh, God. Um, and that also is what we'll talk about a little bit with Dave here as well. And what this song, Bartender, has, you know, specifically, of course. Um, you know, so music over the last five years of my life that has been full of trials uh, and, and lots of triumphs as well. You know, lots of good things. Speaking of, my nephew was just born this past week. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, but uh, yeah, my very first nephew was born. It's very cool. Um, and just over these five years, five to seven years, really, at this point, um, you know, of, of, of growing up, um, kind of put that time frame on it because that's kind of where you you exit college and i think you know while the age of 18 is kind of associated with becoming an adult um i don't think you really get there for most until around 20 to 21 and to the point of you know where you're forced with uh you know when you're leaving college uh if you went uh if you you know have been working already for some time You might be getting into your first promotion or your first job change or, you know, just a lot of volatility at that time. So um, for me, it's been about seven, seven to eight years already of that whole time frame of trying to come into my own. And um, Dave was a huge, huge part of that uh, for his very deep mind, um, for his questioning uh, uh, of, you know, constant existential questioning, I guess I would say. Um, you know, in both in song and interviews, um, Dave is a tremendously, tremendously intelligent person, uh, a tremendously deep person. You know, when you listen to him talk, uh, you can tell there's a lot going on up there. I mean that in a good way. Um, but he's just, and I, and I can kind of relate to that and not that I'm sitting here saying I'm a genius or anything like, but like, you know, again, I, I just, it's hard to explain. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, I sit there and I watch him talk. I, I watch, uh, you know, him, him on stage. I, I've uh, seen him live twice now, once uh, with Dave and uh, Tim and uh, uh, once with the full band. And then I, I just have always felt, a, you know, quite a connection to his personality uh, and his persona in general. Um, I never really was into Dave Matthews music until around this time. I, I um, was introduced to it by a friend at the job that I had uh, via the song Satellite. Um, 
And that was kind of the first song that, you know, when you hear some of an artist and you're like, oh, this is really good. What is this? Oh, that's that that person that I have always heard. Um, it was like, oh, that's Dave Matthews. Wow, I'd always heard that band. I guess I should check out more. Uh, and I did. And it was at, you know, like I said, at that time where uh, I was questioning quite a lot of things and uh, going through depression myself. <clears throat> um and this album that Bartender is on, uh, and I know I said I'm going to get to the Dave Matthews Top 10 songs. I'm kind of going all over the fucking place at this time, so bear with me. Uh, but we're going to get back to that. But this song, Bartender, the album Busted Stuff, is a tremendously heavy uh, depressive-related, depression-related uh, album. I mean, he, you know, he wrote all of the songs, uh, and... He, they're heavy. You know, I, I I don't know how he made it through uh, whatever he was going through when he wrote these. Um, you know, the the overall theme of Bartender is pretty well the same, but there's some things that are open to interpretation, as is with the same with the whole album. But, um, yeah, um, Dave's dad died as well too. That's another thing that I related to that I didn't know until about two years ago, actually. Um, where I was listening to an interview, he was asked about it in a question, and and I, and so for those of you listening, if you don't know, my father died as well. Uh, so that's just another you know place where I where I just am I'm able to connect um, the dots and kind of understand his mind and some of the things that he's saying and why he's saying them and why he might be feeling that. Um, another major thing that that plays a huge role in his songwriting or played a huge role or has played, however you want to word it. Um, is his sister was killed um, by her husband in the, I think the early 90s, mid 90s, I want to say, I don't know the exact year, but his sister was killed by her husband, uh, and then her husband killed himself. Um, of course, that for anybody, I mean, is just an immensely traumatic experience to go through. Um, and I know that that, um, you know, both with faith, um, and I guess just, you know, his trustworthiness of, of people and, and uh, questioning of society, I guess I would say, um, were, were greatly impacted by that event. Um, again, as it probably would for most. Um, so that always stuck with him. Um, and he moved all around as well, too. Um, he's originally from South Africa. Um, so that, and then he moved to, I think they moved to New York because of his dad. And then they were briefly like in England and, and, uh, came back to South Africa. And then he essentially fled South Africa. Um, to, I mean, it wasn't, I don't think he was, you know, in, in like grave danger, but in the sense of the, um, religious, kind of indoctrination that was going on at the time. I think he was pretty well forced with a choice of having to go to the military or uh, getting the fuck out of there. And he got the fuck out of there and came back to the United States, ended up in Charlottesville, uh, Virginia. And that is where the Dave Matthews band was started, which uh, I did not know this until today. I was just looking up some, some random things I could throw in here um, for the episode today. The very first Dave Matthews band show uh, was March 14th. 1991. If you do the math, 
That's about two weeks away from 30 years ago. Uh, so probably making some people feel old with that one. Um, making myself feel old with that one. Shit. Um, yeah, almost 30 years ago. So it'll be 30 years on March 14th coming up here. Isn't that Pi Day? Isn't that what they always call that? That 3.14, whatever the hell it is with math. Uh, internet, you probably, probably some people listening, like, what the fuck is that he's talking about? Uh, but uh, 30 years, um, like I said, for the very first day Matthews Band concert there uh, on March 14th. Uh, it was part of a benefit for the Middle East Children's Alliance at Tracks Nightclub in Charlottesville. Um, so that's, that's a cool little, little fact there. Um, yeah. All right. Top 10. Let's do that. And then we'll get on to bartender specifically. Um, so let's start with number 10, number 10, the best of what's around. Um, that is just a, it's a, that's a fun one, man. That's, uh, I think that was also one of the very first ones that, uh, because they're off the same album, um, that I found, uh, to just really, I don't know, love <laughs> when, when, when I started to get into Dave Matthews band, I don't really have a too, too much of a, of a like deep connection to that one, but, uh, number nine, gray street, um, at the same time, uh, so this, and gray street is also off of busted stuff, the same album as bartender, um, at the same time that the friend from, uh, that work had told me to get into satellite. I had another friend from work very shortly after that. Um, and it wasn't like these things were just randomly happening. I was seeking music. I was talking about music a lot. Um, so, you know, I, I, that makes sense that people were telling me these things. And I think Dave Matthews was coming up. Uh, and I remember that where I saw Dave, Dave and Tim uh, was at the Ascend Amphitheater uh, in Nashville. And I think it was that year so. That was probably a topic of conversation anyways, but uh, Gray Street was the song that was recommended by that friend to go listen to. And so those two albums um, starting out ultimately are where um, I got kind of hooked on on Dave, I guess I would say, with Under the Table and Dreaming and uh, busted stuff there. So, so far we've got uh, the best of what's around at number 10. Nine, Gray Street, and then uh, number eight, also from uh, Under the Table and Dreaming, is Jimmy Thing, number seven. And, and let me go back to Jimmy Thing, of course. My dog's name is Jimmy. Uh, uh, it's spelled that way as well, and we all know what Jimmy Thing is about. So uh, that's what I'll leave it at, and that's a good one. Um, that's such a fun concert song. Um, you know, that that, that lovely smell. Um, seven, Dream Girl. Um, this, so I think one of the places where Dave is an immensely underrated, I don't want to say underrated because he's pretty, pretty well uh, received across the board as a songwriter, but one of the places where he is, um, you know, I guess I would say less appreciated is his ability to write love songs. Um, Not by, of course, those that, that follow him closely, but I think the general music community doesn't realize that, you know, his music has always been pretty, rock sounding um and you know related to life um again busted stuff a lot of 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 very heavy things um but his ability to write a love song is also very very tremendous and that's coming up here also with the fifth song on the list um so so far we've got 10 the best of what's around nine gray street eight jimmy thing seven dream girl six i've already spoke about a number of times satellite five crush 
that's what I was just talking about there with a the love song. That I, like, if I uh, was getting married, which I say if because I I don't think that's gonna happen, and I don't say that as a bad thing. Um, if I was getting married, I genuinely think I would have to get that song played at my uh, at my wedding somehow. Um, you know, I, I don't think that that's necessarily, um, a first dance type of song, but it's just, it's so, uh, there is a lyric in there. God, I forget exactly what it is. Um, I'm at your feet or something along those lines that just sounds the way he says it. Even it, it literally, you can hear and feel his love for whomever he is writing that song about. I believe his wife. Um, that's off of Before These Crowded Streets, um, that, uh, of course, released before 2000 and before, um, uh, no, I'm, I'm blanking. Um, wow, how am I forgetting the album that I just said 50,000 times already? Busted stuff. There we go. Um, that happens often. Uh, moving on, number four, Tripping Billies, uh, a, just a, such a fun uh, of course, all pretty well musically related song. Uh, I don't have much, you know, <laughs> lyrically with that one necessarily, but um, that is the song, though. Uh, that is the song, though. And this is so weird uh, how things happen, um, you know, just timing wise and, and coincidence. That's a song that has the, the very popular uh, slogan, uh, eat, drink and be merry. Um, you know, you see that a lot of places there's on t-shirts that's, uh, on, I don't know, billboards. I don't, it's not on billboards, but you know what I'm getting at? Um, it's a popular, you know, just general slogan. Um, that is in Trippin' Billy's there. And when I start, started a new job, keep talking about all these jobs I had, uh, in, in, uh, Nashville, the, um, Again, and this is kind of how just I just I connect so many dots to Dave Matthews at, at this time that was very, very important in my growth. I know these are all kind of little things what I've mentioned in the relations with people, but all of those things and suggestions come into one. The, the uh, trainer at the new job uh, had eat, drink and be merry. And I was like super into Dave by that time. I was like full ready to go. You know, you, you could you like, you know, I was listening to him every day. You know, when you really are into an artist, you get to that point where you're like, okay, I can't stop. Uh, I've got to that with a number of people. We were at, you know, for like three months straight, that's all I listened to. And I think I was at that point with Dave. So I knew exactly what that song was. And I was like, yo, that's Dave Matthews band, Driven Billies. And he was like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but that's funny. Uh, but just a really fun song there. Number three, Grace is Gone. Uh -huh. While Dave has an, a, a great ability to write a love song, he also has a tremendously uh, great ability to write a, very, very heartbreaking song, and that sure sure is one. Um, that you know, that one for me played a, a big part when I uh, myself uh, went through a little heartbreak, uh, two heartbreaks, I guess I should say. Actually, by the time that one, but one major one. Um, but uh, I yeah, um, just again, that's off busted stuff. I know I've got I think what's it three three songs there off busted stuff. Uh, but it really is one of my favorite albums of all time. I, I don't, I don't, you know, understate that. I mean, I, um, I have in my, what I, you know, believe is a pretty good knowledge of music. Um, and, uh, you know, across the board and, and 
that one is definitely in my top 10 or 20 um, for, for me. And I don't say that just of favorites. I mean, that, you know, both in sound, I think, um, and what it means to me, you know, all of that together, I would definitely have to put up there. Um, and then number two, don't drink the water. Um, such a badass song. Uh, I have, uh, I have always said if I, uh, would come out, you know, how you, how baseball players have a walk-up song, uh, the very beginning of don't drink the water that comes out with just that deep bass sound that, dun, 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 um, I would, definitely that was a really bad impression by the way uh but i would definitely potentially come out to uh, don't drink the water there at the beginning it's just it sounds cool um um also um uh before these crowded streets um pretty deep song if you you, you really look at the lyrics um believe it's about kind of the colonization uh, which, you know, is of, of North America, um, you know, which is, of course has been a topic of discussion over the recent years, um, with Trump kind of trying to, I don't want to turn it into a political thing, but, you know, colonization, uh, and, and kind of white supremacy and, and such has been a topic of conversation more so over the last few years is all I'll say. And, uh, it's an interesting thing when you hear that, um, when you listen to that song, um, and, and really read along with the lyrics when you're listening to it. Uh, and number one, my favorite Dave Matthews, uh, my favorite Dave Matthews band song, Bartender. That's it, of course. Um, so what we're going to do here is we're going to play Bartender one time so you can hear it. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to play Bartender, the best version of it, uh, which if you are a Dave Matthews band fan, you know is... The 2000, what is it from? 2007, I believe. Uh, Radio City Music Hall, Dave and Tim uh, opened their set with Bartender. It's one of the most passionate, um, just open and closed to song. But um, in watching the video as well, too, I want to make sure I have it in, linked in the, in the podcast description there. Um, you know, again, I, I can't describe why I really love Dave so much any better than other than he, he, the way that he has made me feel. Um, and again, watching him in no, uh, numerous, you know, I, I've seen him on in concert, but in numerous videos and YouTube and concert um, in, in conversation and his demeanor. And um, I think just, and him and Tim as well in the, in this video and, and at this entire concert, um, it's very very memorable. It's it's well known across the music spectrum. Um, won a number of awards, um, topped uh, all the charts um, when the album when it came out uh, of the live recording there. Um, but they open the song or they open the entire concert with Bartender. Um, it's a it's a long cut here. Gonna play the whole thing. Um, really really enjoy it. And like I said. Try to, if you can, watch the video as well on YouTube, um, the concert, because it, it and, and I'm sure those of you, if you are listening and you are uh, a devoted Dave Matthews band, you've seen this or you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and so, you know, you can do what you want. You can go take a look at it again or or um, or stay right here and, and listen. But either way, we're going to listen to the whole thing here and we will be back uh, and then we'll, we'll kind of break through the lyrics 
and uh, we'll let you get on with your Sunday. So here it is again. This is uh, Bartender by the Dave Matthews Band, uh, specifically Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds live at Radio City Music Hall. Uh, I looked it up here real quick again uh, just to confirm, and that, that was correct. Uh, so it was recorded at Radio City Music Hall on April twenty second, 2007. Uh, so um, enjoy, and we will be back after Sister of mine, please don't regret me 
if I die Bartender, please Fill my glass for me With the wine you gave Jesus That set him free After three days in the ground Bartender, please, yeah Fill my glass for me With the wine you gave Jesus That set him free After three days in the ground In the ground What's the light? Oh, on bed, bed knees I pray All this gold here Should steal my soul away Oh dear mother of mine Please redirect me If this gold Bartender you see The wine that's drinking me Came from the vine that strong Judas From the devil's tree His roots deep, deep in the ground Bartender, you see, yeah, yeah The wine that's drinking me Came from the vine that strong Judas From the devil's tree His roots deep, deep in the ground in the ground, you watch the light Oh, my bad knees Oh, bartender, please Sing it out Oh, Bartender, please Bartender, please
This is my very, very good friend, my dear friend, Tim Reynolds. Wonderfully, wonderfully beautiful song there. Um, so let's get right into it. So typically, I um, again, if, if you uh, might be just joining for whatever reason uh, in the middle of a podcast, <laughs> it's not like it's a live show, uh, but um, that was "Bartender" by uh, Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds at uh, live at Radio City Music Hall. There, um, typically with these. I read the whole uh, lyrics kind of line by line um, as it go. With this one, I think I'm going to read the whole song um, because it's it's repetitive. It's in all in all, it's it's ultimately a short written song. Um, you know, it's eight minutes long, but. Um, a lot of that has to do with the way he sings it. And again, things are repetitive for good reason. Um, so if you are religious, uh, if you study the Bible, uh, you know, know about religious history figures, um, this song probably makes even more sense to you uh, or, or you know, might have uh, clicked earlier uh, than some others. <clears throat> so. Yeah, here we go. I'll read the whole thing and then we'll get into it. So, if I go before I'm old, oh, brother of mine, please don't forget me if I go. Bartender, please fill my glass for me with the wine you gave Jesus that set him free after three days in the ground. Oh, and if I die before my time, oh, sweet sister of mine, please don't regret me if I go. Bartender, please fill my glass for me with the wine you gave Jesus that set him free after three days in the ground. Bartender, please fill my glass for me with the wine you gave Jesus that set him free day set him free after three days in the ground. Boy, sounds a whole lot better when Dave's singing it than when I'm fucking reading it. Um, I'm on bended knee. I pray, bartender, please. Oh, when I was young, I didn't think about it, but now I can't get it out of my mind. I'm on bended knees. Please, Father, please. Oh, if all this gold should steal my soul away, oh, dear mother of mine, please redirect me if this gold. Bartender, you see, this wine that's drinking me came from the devil, came from the vine that strung Judas from the devil's tree. Roots deep deep in the ground. Bartender, you see, this wine that's drinking me came from the vine that strung Judas from the devil's tree roots deep, deep in the ground. I'm on bended knee, I pray, bartender, please. I'm on bended knees, I pray, please, mama, please. Oh, when I was young, I didn't think about it, but now I just want to run and hide. I'm on bended knees, bartender, please. Uh, so, Boy, again, that sounds a whole lot better than uh, than, than with Dave singing it. I uh, wish I could have had him come in here and recite that as a spoken word poem. Um, but that's it there. So again, you know, referencing the religion, um, I I don't believe in God. Um, been open with that. Um, I have no problem whatsoever with those that do. I have no problem whatsoever with 
anybody who believes in anything. I have a major problem with those who push their religion on others and want others to believe and uh, act a certain way because of their religion. Um, but you, of course, anybody is free to uh, believe what they want. Um, and while I was coming to that decision, um, or not decision, that that reality, that that um, I, yeah, that I, it's reality, I guess, for me is what it was. Um, again, I, I mentioned earlier, I was kind of also experiencing just this loneliness of being in a brand new city by myself or with one other friend, essentially. Um, I was working midnights, you know, so that kind of fucked with my head, you know, just in the sense of sleep patterns and the job I was doing and just a lot going on. Um, and this song in of itself, um, the general theme here is that the bartender is God. Um, and ultimately he's praying to the bartender, metaphorically God, um, asking him for wine, um, but also talking about another wine that is drinking him. Um, the whole song ultimately to me and where it comes to is just the battle of, of for, 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 for one, he was for sure going through some very, very deep, um, turmoil inside, um, whenever that he wrote this song, um, confusion, um, definitely some, some deep, deep thoughts, um, I mean, this is a tremendously, tremendously written song. I remember the first time I came to the realization of what, it, like, what he was talking about. For me, the evolution of a song and listening to a song, I, A, I usually get hooked on it for the music. B, I then will listen. Once I got the music down, I will then listen to the lyrics, you know, to get everything out of it that I can simply by listening. And then I'll go read the lyrics. And then I'll go read other people's interpretations of it um, and kind of go from there. But when I came to the realization that, that, you know, of what he was talking about and the balance of going back and forth between the wine, uh, you know, the, asking for the, the wine that he gave Jesus and ultimately the bartender gave Jesus to set him free after three days in the ground. We all know what that is talking about. Of course, the resurrection of Jesus. There is no holier moment in, in all of time. There is no bigger moment. So for an individual to relate his life to that, that gigantically holy of a moment um, is, is tremendously powerful. Um, and again, that speaks to the level of, of what was going on with Dave, again, whatever it, it was at that time. You know, I think a lot of it on the surface was his battle with religion uh, and and whether there is a God or whether there is not, or what his actual stance on religion is. I believe he has identified, he has identified as a few different things throughout the years. Um, but I, I think one of the, I think uh, the underlying theme of his prayer here to God, the bartender um, is forgiveness, uh, is, is answer. It is an answer, uh, for 
what he is seeking. Um, you know, it's it. I, I again, I can't, I can't tell you the like the powerful moment that I had when I when I came to the realization of this song and what it what it what it truly meant. Um, I can picture you know a a human sitting at a bar, uh, you know, both physically, like a a a bar that you think about, you know, with a bartender serving you, and then I can also think about like a family sitting at a a you know, a table uh, having a very deep moment of, of, you know, religious spirituality, trying to figure things out in, in one of the most important moments of a family's time, you know, in, in, in listening to one of its members. Uh, I'm talking about like, like families are a cult, one of its members, one of the family members, um, you know, passionately cry out for something ultimately um, is what the, 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 the metaphor comparison is there. Um, the bartender again, being God, he also speaks to essentially every member of, of, you know, I don't know if it's his specific family. Of course, you know, there are lots of ties to his, his sister. And he mentions, Oh, sweet sister of mine, please don't regret me. If I go, Oh, brother of mine, please don't forget me. If I go, um, Oh, if all this gold should steal my soul away. Oh, dear mother of mine, please redirect me. If this gold, um, so for one, that's obviously noting on the materialistic side of life, and uh, Dave is. <laughs> if you take one look at Dave, uh, he's certainly not a materialistic fella, uh, and I'm not either. I don't. I mean, I say that as a compliment. You know, he's very uh, wears a, you know plain t-shirts on stage, uh, um, jeans, and that's great. Um, he's always been very laid back, and he don't give a fuck about what you know he's supposed to, quote unquote look like or do or, or say he's you know he is a music dave is a musician because that's the only thing that dave matthews was born to do um and going to do successfully his mind and his his talents and his skills and his uh creativity and his constant questioning and ability com to communicate and put things into song that doesn't go anywhere but where Dave Matthews is at right now. Um, so for him, it, it has never been about, you know, money or, or fame or anything of, of that. And, and I think that that's the case uh, with all of the people, thankfully, that I, I don't, you know, I, I believe I would never follow anybody or never really uh, closely follow anybody for sure that, that, you know, puts those things to a value. Um, so, that statement right there, of course, oh, if all this gold should steal my soul away, oh, dear mother of mine, please redirect me. That's also a cry out to his mother saying, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you could have somebody here who with whatever he was problem he was talking about or whatever he was praying about, whether it was uh, addiction, depression, you know, you, you can relate your own thing to it. Uh, it's a cry out to his mother, which again, just like, just like somebody comparing, um, the wine you gave Jesus that set him free after three days in the ground being the tremendously holy moment. We always talk, you know, you always hear about a, a man crying out for his mother. Oh, dear mother of mine, please redirect me there. There are a few more powerful things. Um, so every single metaphor, every single thing that he is able to do and slide in here in the song is of the utmost power in the sense of the spirituality and the connection that it has to that person. Um, I mean, father, uh, ultimately, um, 
you know, being, of course, there, uh, you can look at that uh, as the Holy Father, his own father, uh, you know, but he, he mentions, of course, I'm on bended knees, please, Father, please. Um, being the kind of the controller of everything or the, you know, the one ultimately where, uh, where it comes back to. And I think there's always this, this sense too, you know, as I, as I read over the last line as well, something, uh, one thing I want to hit on is there's an, a thing that really, really hit me right in the dick. Uh, try to slide in some comedic relief there. Um, <clears throat> piece that hit me really hard. Uh, we know where, where he talks about the, the two parts where he talks about when he was young and, uh, that for me was super powerful because that was like the first time, one of the first times where I was able to acknowledge, you know, I was 24, 25 years old. I was no longer a kid. I was grown up dealing with this shit on my own in, in Nashville, Tennessee, again, in a city where essentially all, all on my own. And a lot of that by choice. I, I do not say that as a slight to my family or friends or anything like that. I mean, that's, that's just kind of the decision that I made and where life led me. Um, but that was really around those first times where, you know, you really realize like, whole, you know, you wake up and like, holy fuck, I'm an adult. Um, and where he says, you know, oh, when I was young, I didn't think about it, but now I can't get it out of my mind. Oh, when I was young, I didn't think about it, but now I just want to run and hide. Um, I'm not sure if he says run and hide or run and die there at the end. Um, I, I don't, I, I, I have to listen to that closely, but either way, um, when he mentions both of those, again, that is that, that for me was an immediate delivery for myself to, to have a connection to somebody that, you know, wrote a song that felt this way that uh, I was also feeling at that time. Um, you know, when I was young, I didn't think about it, whatever it is, uh, whatever it was, it was bothering me, whatever it was that was going on in Dave's mind, whatever it was, it's going on in your mind. And maybe you, maybe you just like Dave Matthews for the music. That's okay. Um, but you know, I, I thankfully, you know, I like both the music and, and the songwriting. Um, and this was a huge, huge song for the songwriting that, that really, really broke it open for me. Um, yeah, there's a, um, there's a really good, uh, you know, there's a number of different websites, uh, but on songmeetings.com, there's a really good summary that somebody has here, um, that I figured I'd touch on a little bit. Um, this was sort of written in 2014 by somebody, uh, but I read over this and just after I read it, it, it it's kind of, I was like, yeah, that, that guy's got it. Um, but again, songs are open to interpretation, all of them. Um, and, and this one, especially uh, with as much um, spirituality and, and religion as there is connected to it, you know, the father or the mother or the brother or the sister. I mean, that, that can mean so many different things to so many different people. The bartender can be so many different things. It doesn't have to be God to you. It doesn't have to be, uh, whomever, whatever. Um, you know, you can relate that song to anything ultimately that you are trying to, um, ask for forgiveness for, I guess, ultimately, 
But this this comment here says, I, I just spent a few days learning the song. For me, the song is about salvation and forgiveness. The wine that's drinking me gives life to alcohol as an entity. It's an incredible turn of a phrase. When he connects the vine to the devil's tree, we know he sees it as evil. And when it's deep, deep in the ground, maybe he's recognizing it, recognizing that it comes from a place in his subconscious that has had a big impact on his life. And it's hard for him to get to. Fuck, I forgot to mention that as well, too. That's an important lyric as well. That's deep, deep in the ground. So I'm breaking off from, from that comment real quick. That, um, again, talk about, you know, this was the first, this was the first time I kind of realized I was an adult. This was the first time I felt like I had, you know, genuine depression. I was both diagnosed with it. I could feel it. My dad had just died as well. Um, so everything to me that that was like becoming a reality in my life so fast seemed like it was rooted very deeply and 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 it's somewhere along the line i just like forgot about it um and i don't know if that makes sense um i don't want to say forgot about it but you, I guess you just, as time goes on, you, you know, you grow different roots. That's a good way of saying it. you grow different roots and some of the other roots become neglected uh, that are, that are a little deeper in the ground until you are forced to really come back to the, the thought process of where those roots play in your life. And when I was in that situation, again, uh, I keep saying was because mentally I'm in a much better place now. Um, there's still some things that are going on in my life, you know, that here and there, but um, mentally in the terms of depression and, and having thoughts like this and trying to figure things out, I'm in a much better place. Um, but having roots deep, deep in the ground, not only with this song, but, and, and not only with, uh, quote unquote, deep things about life. Um, shit. I mean, even just on surface level things, I've, I've just, I've got, you know, friends in a lot of different cities. I've got, a lot of different passions and things that, that, you know, have been a part of my life for a long time. So that uh, is another little piece there that I had to add in as I read it. I forgot about it. But um, continuing on back to that that powerful uh, comment here, um, he's exposing himself. And by doing that, he's exposing those of us who relate to the song. Powerful stuff. Uh, but in that phrase, he also added Judas, the vine that strung Judas from the devil's tree. Again, what an incredible phrase. Judas couldn't forgive himself. The vine helped keep Judas, lack of forgiveness, tied to evil. Then the comments about the deep roots are more ambiguous. Is it the evil in Dave, the devil's tree that has roots deep, deep in the ground? Or is it the vine, the alcohol that's drinking Dave? Again, either way, dark. In terms of death, I think there's both fear and acceptance. He wants to run and hide, but he's working through it, thinking about the people he loves, so there's some acceptance of it. It's interesting that he connects with his brother, don't forget me, sister, don't regret me, and mother, redirect me, before begging his father for forgiveness. Maybe Dave's father was the bartender for the family, or maybe he's remembering himself as a bartender at a time when he was when he was more forgiving. He wants to forgive himself. He's leaving out his father, or maybe his relationship with his father was more complicated. It's also interesting to choose a bartender as a father, lord, savior, god figure, when he ties the vine to the, the, to the devil's tree and asks the bartender for forgiveness, he's saying that the, the Father, Lord, Savior figure is capable of giving out the sin of alcohol with one hand and forgiveness with the other. Uh, and that's, again, breaking off there for a second. That's what I was talking about with going back and forth. Um, the fight in that song between that powerful, uh, both, both the wine that, that 
revived Jesus uh, after his death and and brought him from the tomb uh, and both strung Judas, who is one of the uh, again, I'm not super religious, so however you would you would deem it, but one of the worst uh, religious figures in the sense of betrayal uh, of all time. Uh, but somehow both of those things were drinking wine from the same hands. Uh, a carpenter is a less complicated idea for a savior, but Dave doesn't want alcohol. Uh, he wants the wine that set Jesus free. He's asking for a spiritual release. He wants divine love, watch the light, or maybe he just wants to be resurrected from his current depressed, dark state, freed from his own fear. Whatever he's doing, it feels like a bit of a Jesus thing. He's experiencing something for us so that we can learn from him. I'm not religious, but I love the idea from someone, probably someone else in there. Yep, that's it. So, um... Somebody said, Jesus is a DMB fan. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so I, I think that that comment, um, like I said, in, in uh, since songmeanings.com there, pretty well echoes what I, I have been saying as well, um, or vice versa, however you want to look at it. Um, I echo that. That echoes my, my stance and, and kind of undertaking of the song. Um, Whatever it is, and I think that a lot of Dave's music is this way, um, is it's very, very open to interpretation. And again, all music is, but th the ability of, of Dave to keep a song open to interpretation while also making it uh, remarkably, remarkably deep for people to feel... Um, I think it takes a minute for, for, for people to get there because, again, some of what he's writing about is so complex um, that it, it, it can literally take listening to the song multiple times or like having to sit down and read the lyrics. And as a casual music fan, there are people that just don't want to do that or don't have the time or don't have the desire, and that's okay. Um, but, you know, for those that are super passionate into Dave, I think you, you know, already know what I'm talking about, but... You know, if you're listening and you're you're looking for a musical figure that is going to really, really open your mind um, and help with your mind, if there is, you know, question, I, I don't want to say help because that's, you know, I don't think that's the intention of anybody's music necessarily is to help. Um, I think the intention is merely to create and allow people to feel um, if you, you know, f are looking for a feeling uh, of hope, if you're looking for a feeling that, that there are others out there who have sincerely questioned, um, you know, their, their own life existence and kind of where they fit and, and really put themselves vulnerable, um, you know, to the, uh, gosh, what is the words that I'm looking for? Put themselves vulnerable to spiritual something. Um, I don't know what I'm looking for, but ultimately just very vulnerable with songs like this um, in, you know, admitting that y you are not a, nearly a perfect person. Um you know, a lot of the music that we hear today and a lot of what we see on social media today is is this phony, 
um, just surface level shit. Uh, excuse my French. I don't mean to, you know, shit on people, but um, it's unfortunately a lot of what I see. This, on the other hand, songs like this are entirely opposite. Art artists like Dave are entirely opposite, um, who've just just been nothing but true to themselves. And you know, when it has come time to uh, be faced with um, adversity, uh, or when it when it has come time that you know they they may have failed or or not lived up to something they believe they should have. When I say they, it's people like Dave Matthews. Um, they they're not going to run from that. They're 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 going to write about it. They're going to allow you listening to the song to listen in and feel uh, and make your own interpretation about it. Um, and hopefully, uh, again, just simply feel something and, and and know that you are not alone. Um, and that's that's the essence of music for for me. Um, so. I think that's a good way to wind it out. Um, that ultimately, uh, like I said, is uh, "Bartender" there by Dave Matthews Band, uh, the one that we listened to. Um, so at the very beginning, that was the. Um, uh, actually, no, shit, that was that, they both were the Dave and Tim version. Um, that was uh, Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds uh, from the Radio City Music Hall performance. There, Dave Matthews uh, wrote that song, of course. Um, and just went through a little bit there of kind of what that song has meant to me and, and where it played in my life and where and when it, you know, really played an impact in my life. Um, you know, Dave's writing ability is, is second to none. Um, say what you want about the sound of the Dave Matthews band. I think that gets a lot of heat and, and uh, somehow has fallen into the love or hate category with, with a lot of music fans. And, you know, again, that is what it is. And that's a, conversation for another time i obviously i'm on the love end of that and i think a lot of people are um but i i really really struggle with anybody that is going to tell me uh that that dave matthews is not a hell of a songwriter if they're if they're sincerely into music or sincerely into songwriting or poetry or or because uh, that's all songwriting is um or art or expressing yourself anything like that um you know, if anybody says that, I hope it comes from a sincere place of just ignorance and not ever listening to it. Because again, I I, I didn't get into Dave Matthews until now. This this is probably four, five, four years ago at this point. Um, when it really came heavily on me. But uh, I mean, once uh, once I did, you know, I, I there was no looking back again. He has forever since that time you know there have been a number of people who have asked uh because again music has is always a topic of conversation where we number of people that have asked uh you know who are some of those artists or like who are your favorite artists and for one that that question is a son of a bitch for me to answer because there are so many different places where that influence has been tied to but um i think you know Dave is absolutely among those. And on on midpark.com, uh, you got Florence Welch, John Mayer, Bruce Springsteen, Jimi Hendrix, Eric Church, and then Dave Matthews. Um, and that's not in any particular order. Um, there are some on there that I think have played. And, and the great thing about all these artists and, and Dave as well is at different times, depending on what's been going on in my life, um, and that's 
likely how music is for you listening as well. Um, different artists have played a very different, a uh, very important role in your life. And where Dave falls in for me is a tremendously, tremendously deep and powerful one. Again, during one of what I will likely, when I'm 50 years old, look back and probably uh, was some of the most formative years of my life. Um, you know, helping me really, really kind of round that out and and just real and and this was also too when i like again i I had mentioned briefly earlier where like i myself was experiencing artistic expression and as you can see here as it's evolved into its entire brand with mid park um and you know i as i saw somebody like dave matthews again it just was even further affirmation that i too have that that uh, it's, it, I don't want to use the word ability because that's like, it's like looking, I, I don't know. I don't want to, I will look down on others saying that you don't have that ability. And I do. Um, it's just simply a characteristic, I guess I would say. Um, I, I sincerely have always felt, you know, I know it sounds crazy, but the, the only people that I've ever been able to seriously deeply connect to are artists like Dave Matthews, Bruce Springsteen, John Mayer, uh, whose, whose words in their songs have, um, just, they've, they've inspired me to be myself. They've inspired me to go right and, and, and inspire others to feel things. Um, so I, I can't understate enough where, where Dave Matthews, Dave Matthews band, uh, this song bartender, uh, in all play in my life. So, uh, that's it. We'll round it out. Uh, folks, like I said, a couple things there that we mentioned at the top uh, of the episode. Uh, we've got, uh, the podcast coming up here this Saturday with Alejandra Estefania. We've got, uh, the Midpark uh, March for meals fundraiser going on here, starting in about a week. If you want for more information for that, make sure to check out midpark.com. Um, there is a new donation button, uh, that you can use, uh, that is the link in the bio and the Instagram bio, uh, to donate directly to midpark.com. Uh, if you are uh, feeling generous enough, that would mean the world to me. Um, we are, like I said, are looking for some bloggers to add on to the team so that hopefully, uh, we can continue this team and I won't have to just have people, uh, donate their volunteer, their time anymore. We can get to a point where, uh, people, uh, can get paid for their time and whatnot, but, um, you know, really just hoping to grow things here, really continuing to, to pursue everything and, and just uh, share the power of music, share the power of, of art. And um, I'm really going to try to hone in on the music writing over the course of the next uh, two months or so uh, for myself. You know, I, I've got uh, some other writers that are uh, focused on, um, you know, we've got uh, a book club, we've got sports, we've got... Um, arts and entertainment, literally everything, um, that, that, that is on there. But I, myself, am going to continue to focus on the music. That's, you know, what I know most, that's what I know is most powerful in my life. Um, and, uh, and that's really that, like I said, a couple things to check out there in the podcast description, that uh, video there of Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds. Um, and then the, the information for the March for Meals there as well. Uh, folks, this is an independently run website and all content associated is managed by individual contributors. This site is entirely anti-establishment and does not accept money from corporate sponsors, folks. Power to the people. And also please note that the music in this uh, episode is not uh, owned by Mid Park Multimedia and is uh, intended for listening and learning experiences only. Again, the music intended in this uh, podcast is intended for listening and learning experiences only. This is an independently run website and all content associated managed by individual contributors. Oh, 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 oh,
I go.